Welcome to the Your Dream or Mind podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the Dream Transition Mentor, the creator of the unique six-step Dream Transition Method, which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough to take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of, women like you and me. They did it, I did it, and you can too. Grab a cuppa, find a cosy spot, and sit back and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Your Dream or Mind podcast. It's Laura, your host the Dream Transition Mentor. This is episode 120. As usual, when it comes to recording a podcast, I've got an idea of what I'm going to talk about because I I kind of brainstorm ideas, you know, I make a list, usually my phone or whatever, about what I might talk about. And then when it comes to record it, I realise I want to talk about something else. So I am going to print. And what I want to talk about today is why your common knowledge isn't common knowledge. I want you to think about something that you've done that you've never done before. Okay, so idea that sprung to mind was um, when I had a baby, my first baby. Well, I've never had a baby before. Not much experience. Anybody who had babies, I was the first of my friends really to have children, and uh, to be honest, had no clue wing when it came to eating a baby, feeding a baby, knew absolutely nothing. And uh, it's pretty scary. My uh, my brother and sister-in-law of the time were expecting a baby about six weeks before I had before I was due with with mine. And uh, I remember going over to see them when they'd had their baby. And I remember holding her. And if you've if you you'll know that if you you're kind of late stages and you hold a baby, like it's almost like the baby in your tummy can sense it. So I was heavily pregnant, holding thing really overwhelmed. And I remember on the drive home, my ex-husband and I both being very quiet because we suddenly realised all that lay in front of us in terms of child rearing. And we were pretty clueless. But we had been to antenatal classes, the local and we went to, uh, you know, we went to like lessons about how to you know, bring up a baby. And it was so good that we had those because honestly, I would have been completely clueless. And I met some amazing friends there who I'm still friends with today. So it was really great to go. But when I think back to some of the, probably I asked, probably my ex-husband didn't, but that I asked at the time, the um, health visitor who was running the sessions probably thought, oh my God, really? But I was just asking questions because I didn't know. So I was asking stuff about, obviously about the birth, about they taught you how to put a nappy on the baby. Baby, I can't remember, it was 19 years ago, but um, you about, uh, well, they taught you about breastfeeding because uh, back then it was, there was such a kind of a rally against using formula that they didn't even teach us how to sterilize. So when I came to expressing milk and then trying to use uh, a bottle, I didn't know how to sterilize. But luckily, one of the girls that I met on the course on the classes was a health visitor. So she told me about it, but they didn't teach you about sterilizing bottles or anything like that, which is obviously very important when you've got a little one. Um, and we had this, we did this great exercise with the health visitor. So there was six um, sets of parents, right? And uh, we did this great exercise where 
um, the health visitors got us to talk about items that you might have when you had a baby and whether you needed them or not, like whether they were essential or whether they were just nice to have or whether they were a luxury that you didn't really need. And so we went through ones that, you know, we'd been looking in like mother care or in like, um, I don't think mother care exists anymore, does it? But in like baby magazines or, you know, like in boots or sort of John Lewis or something. And, um, one of the things that they weren't cold on uh, the baby's bum and uh, the health visitor was absolutely horrified and said, oh, no, you don't need that. You absolutely don't need that. And uh, so it was a bit of a chuckle. She said that was an absolute luxury and not needed. But I look back that now and laugh a little bit about what we were like. But we were six mums and dads, so six sets of parents who had never had a baby before, didn't have any experience of babies, Obviously, one of the girls was a health visitor, but she hadn't had her own baby. And it's different with other people's kids. Right. So we were at that stage of life where we were just starting the next phase of being parents. But we didn't know what we were doing. So we had to ask somebody who knew. So the reason I tell you that story is because it does make me laugh, but it does make me think about that kind of common knowledge thing. So when you want to start a business and you want to help um, perhaps you're a service-based business, maybe a product-based, but I guess I'm talking more about service-based businesses. You might think, well, I, I don't know if I've got anything that I could offer to clients or customers or, you know, who, who would want to listen to me? What, what would somebody get from me? Everything that I know, other people know. And I'm telling you right now, they don't. They just don't. So parenthood's one example, but think about learning to drive, so you get somebody, you get an expert, right, to teach you how to learn to drive unless uh, unless you've got parents who are um, who could teach you, which is very stressful in itself. Been, uh, I think I've shared before about taking my daughter out for driving lessons um, alongside her normal ones, um, quite stressful. So, you know, learning to drive, you get some help with that. Um, what else might you do? Uh I don't know. Anything else that you were going to train to do, you would be trained how to do that. I know that sounds obvious, but, you know, that's what it is. So it doesn't matter what the thing is that you want to do. You need to learn how to do it. And you don't necessarily know how to do something before you've done it the first time. So I just had to make a cake for my friend's 50th. Well, I offered and I like baking. I'm not like a great, I'm not like a fancy cake baker, but I can make a cake and I can ice it and stick a candle on the top. And that's quite straightforward to me because I bake quite a lot and I like it. But for somebody else, that would be absolutely, they would be like wound up, stressed out, wouldn't be able to do that. They wouldn't know how to do that. They wouldn't know where to start because my common knowledge about baking is different to theirs. And then if I think about somebody who is above me, so somebody who is a professional cake baker or perhaps a an amateur, but a you know, to a much higher standard than me, then their level of common knowledge around baking and decorating cakes is m- much higher than mine. Can you see what I'm trying to say? So whatever you know, whatever subject you want to talk about or you want to share with your audience or a talent that you have that you want to share with somebody or a product you want to launch, you will know more about that than the other person. And the other person will therefore want that knowledge from you. So I think we do ourselves down because we think about, oh, I couldn't possibly, um, 
you know, I haven't learned anything. I don't know anything. What would people get from me? Because I just haven't got anything to say. Believe me, when I say that you've got plenty to say, it's just that you don't quite realise what you're going to say. So I talk about this in my book, Dream It and Do It, Six Steps Into Your Own Dream Life and Business. Have you bought a copy yet? If you haven't, you really should. Um, And I talk about this in the book, about things that you might do, but also things that you would like to spend more time doing. So subjects that you would like to talk about. So the common knowledge that you have, you might have common knowledge about stuff that you know, you don't actually want to talk about. So it's all right that you've got the common knowledge that you can, you know, or you've got that knowledge that you could share with somebody. But if you don't want to keep talking about it, that's no good. So listen to this. This is an extract from the book. So I want you to get really focused on what you're good at, but also what you enjoy doing. We can be good at many different things, but we wouldn't necessarily want to create a business around some of them. You are deciding to choose the life you've always dreamed of. So fill it with the things that light you up. Something else I'd like you to consider is that regardless of what you trained in, regardless of what you studied at work, college, university or through an apprenticeship, you don't have to keep doing the thing you've always done. You don't have to keep doing it because you don't want to waste, in inverted commas, your training. Don't keep doing something just because you feel you can't escape it. We live much longer lives these days and to do the same thing every working day for more than 40 years would drive most people mad. You aren't giving up all the skills you've learned and refined over the years. Instead, you're choosing to actively spend your time elsewhere. Make peace with that thought. The ultimate dream is to create a life and business where you enjoy every single day, well, most of them, because you're spending time doing things that matter to you. Use these prompts to help get your dream business creative juices flowing. And the prompts in the book are for you to think about your qualifications, your experience, your skills, your talents, your interests, your passions, things you could teach and things you enjoy doing. If you were to take those prompts now to pause this and to write them down and to start brainstorming around them, you'd soon see that you know an awful lot about an awful lot of things, like an awful lot. So depending on how old you are, so I'm 48, so I've been working for, uh, well, I started work at 21 after university, so 27 years. And I've learned an awful lot in that time, an awful lot. And I've done lots of different jobs and I've worked for lots of different types of businesses. I've lived abroad. So I've worked abroad and uh, I've worked in the UK. I've been self-employed kind of before, um, but for somebody else, if that makes sense. And then... um, I know that didn't make sense. It was when I worked for Weight Watchers. I was kind of, you're not really employed by them-ish. Um, and now I work for myself. So I've had lots and lots of experience and I know lots about lots of different things. And the things that I know, sometimes I think, oh, that's so obvious. I know that and somebody else will know that. And they honestly don't. So I was doing some corporate work last week and I said to somebody, um, I was saying something or other. And this comment that I made that I thought was quite kind of, uh, well, I didn't think it was groundbreaking. I just thought it was like a sentence that I said. And one of the attendees said, that's so interesting that you said that. I'm really going to have to take that away and think about that because 
I've never thought of it like that. And that's very interesting. And there was a part of me that was a bit taken aback and thought, but I didn't really say very much. I really didn't say, and honestly, I didn't, I can't even remember what it was, but I really didn't say very much. But because I said it in a different way, I've got a different voice. It comes from a different knowledge bank, it's different experience. The guy said, that's really, really interesting. And I'm going to take that away. Thank you. That's a great thing for me to reflect on and to think about. So again, that's just another example of how you think, oh, everybody knows how to do this. I couldn't possibly teach somebody or train somebody or I couldn't enlighten somebody or I couldn't inspire somebody to do that particular thing. But you absolutely could. You really could. Because nobody is has that same mix of uh, those prompts I just gave you, your qualifications, your experience, your passions, your interests. Nobody has that same mix altogether. Nobody, because we are all unique. So nobody will have that exact mix. Nobody will have your personality. Nobody will have your voice. Nobody will have your experience. Nobody's going to have your sense of humor, your energy, your attitude. Nobody's going to have all of that except you. So even just you as as an individual have so much to offer. Then you think about the knowledge that you're thinking, oh, I can't build a business around that because everybody knows that. They bloody don't. They don't. This is why we, you know, Facebook groups online have lots of people interacting in them because people are asking people things. If you listen to my brilliant episode um, with Kate Hall from The Full Freezer a few months back. Kate's built a whole business around freezing food. If you're not on the freezing food bus, you need to follow Kate. It's brilliant. It's not batch cooking. It's something different. She's amazing and such a gorgeous, gorgeous lady. Um, listen back to that episode if you haven't. I think it was it was earlier this year. She's fabulous. Her knowledge about freezing food other people don't have. I'm in her group, which is, I don't know, I haven't checked recently. It's got thousands and thousands and thousands of people in it all asking things like, can I freeze this? What about this? What should I do about this? So remember what you think everybody knows, they don't. Kate's idea of the full freezer is very unusual, right? It's very niche. It helps to have a niche in terms of building your business Kate is unusual in the sense that I don't think anybody else was doing that. And generally you look around and you see if other people are doing it and you know there's a market for it. She's branched out on her own and she is brilliant. Do go back to listen to that episode. So I guess what I'm trying to say to you is if you know that you want to work for yourself, if you're ready to build a dream life and business, if you want to get on that bus where you are living your life exactly on your own terms, but you cannot work out what you could sell or what you could do for a business or where that would lead you, start looking at what you know. Start brainstorming. This is what I know. This is what I could confidently talk about. A great question to ask yourself is if somebody said, what could you talk about for 10 minutes or 15 minutes without any preparation? What could you confidently talk about for that period of time? See what comes up. That knowledge that you have is not common knowledge. That knowledge is unique to you. The way that you deliver it will be unique to you. And the world is waiting to hear you say it. Now, don't forget, if you want to read my book, you can find it on Amazon. It's called Dream It and Do It. Six Steps into Your Dream Life and Business. 
If you're listening to this as it goes out, so it's going to go out on the 21st of April. If you're listening to this before the 20th, the 19th and 20th of May, and you are a woman of a certain age who maybe is perimenopausal, you should definitely come along to the Postcards from Midlife live event. It's on the 19th and 20th of May at the Business Design Centre in London. And I've got a stand there in the coaches clinic. Really excited about it. So do grab a ticket. It's some great guest speakers. Um, and of course, don't forget, you can always join the Dream Life Academy, my mindset coaching community and program in one. And I've got to put a lot of like PSs on this, haven't I? Finally, I'm running a fantastic challenge kicking off on Monday, the 1st of May. The Dream Believe Do Challenge. If you need a bit of a kick up the bum to get that energy, that focus, get your thoughts into all that you could, all that you dream of and all that you want to do, you really do need to join me. So it kicks off on Monday, the 1st of May. I'm going live with you over four days and it's going to be epic. You will emerge on the Thursday feeling very different about yourself and your dreams. So I'll pop the links into the show notes. Sign up. I would love to help you to uh, dream, believe, do. Right, I'm off. See you next time, my fellow dreamer. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favour? Please leave a review and subscribe. This helps other listeners to find the podcast much more easily. If you're ready to create the confident mindset you'll need to start your transition into your own dream life, then come on over to the Dream Life Academy, a mindset coaching program and community all in one. It's absolutely the best place to be amongst other brilliant women who are creating and living their own dream lives and businesses. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.